Hey, what is going on, Concordia? You know what time it is. Time for the community calendar with Danny Gold for the week of February 17th to 23rd here on CGLO 1690 AM. Feeling stressed with the semester wrapping up? Are you panicking due to the stress of your schoolwork? Don't worry, you're not alone, and Concordia is here to help. During this week's Wellness Wednesday going on in room 300.22 of the GM building, from 3 to 4 p.m., Counseling and Psychological Services will be hosting a little workshop aimed at helping students deal with distressing feelings of panic. You will learn the difference between being panicked, overwhelmed, and panic attacks, and you will be introduced to tools to manage these feelings. Come check it out this Wednesday in room 300.22 of the GM building from 3 to 4 p.m. this Wednesday. Get ready for another one of Montreal's great winter festivals, Montreal in Lights. Montreal Lights is one of the largest winter festivals in the world and is an annual celebration for fans to experience the joy of Montreal wintertime through a unique program combining performing arts, gastronomy, free outdoor family activities, and a full night of exclusively original discoveries. It is going to be taking place in the Quarter of Spectacles right next to Place des Arts, and it is going to be starting Thursday, February 20th, and going till Sunday, March 1st. Once again, this event is free for entry, and it is starting Thursday, and will be going on for the next week until Sunday, March 1st. Finally, for your concert this week, this Saturday at the Diving Bell Social Club at 9.30pm, come see Forever and Body Wash. Tickets again will be costing you $10 for advance and $13 at the door. Come celebrate Body Wash's launching their new EP and give your local music scenes your support. Once again, that's this Saturday at the Diving Bell Social Club at 9.30pm. See you there. That's it for me this week. This has been the Community Calendar with Danny Gold for the week of February 17th to 23rd here on CGLO 1690 AM. And now back to your regular scheduled programming. Today, why, why are you looking at me like that? Uh, you chose this a while ago too. I did choose this last time because it, it, this song's been on my mind. You know, you, you trying to say something? What am I trying to say? Not at all. Not at all. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, let's start off. You okay, got a shorty on your mind? Not. What's with you and always a shorty? You're listening to the starting rotation <laughs> on CJLO 1690. My name is Gearbo Guinea, alongside me, my co-hosts Liam Sharp and Karim Karim Sinu Fall. <laughs> The reason why I played this song is because you know it's a relaxing morning this Friday, and the sky's blue, the birds are chirping. It's it's mild outside. It's a bit hot in here though. Liam's wearing his Expos jersey. Yeah, that's mild hot. That's 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 respect though for the Expos. The thing about the Expos, did you hear about what they're doing with Florida? I with the Mariners. Most baseball news to me goes in one ear and out the other. But uh, shout out the Expos. But you you can inform me. You can be my news outlet. Okay, well, here's what's going on in the MLB. This was an idea thrown out there near mid of last season. And attendance oh, in Florida about. hasn't been, uh, how you can say, prominent. It's trash. Yeah, pretty trash. <laughs> so what the MLB and a few owners in the of the Florida Mariners decided to do is they would want to split half the season at the Saturday Olympic in Montreal and half the season in Florida. That's so stupid. At the beginning... Okay. Sorry, carry on. Here's carry the thing. On. At carry the beginning, on. fans in Florida, of course, were found this atrocious idea. They found it egregious. They were like, this this does not make any sense. We don't want to have a part of this. But now the MLB is kind of supporting it. 
Um, do you think would you go watch a game if they came in Montreal? I would. Yeah, I, I didn't have the chance to watch them when I was younger. They left in two thousand four. I was seven. I go watch. Six. That's so stupid. Why, why you just how like how are you just gonna split like? Well, if if your franchise isn't acquiring a number of fans for the stadium, and then they, I believe the the owners want a new stadium on top of that. If you if you already don't have the fans to fill up the your older stadium, why would you why would you use taxpayer dollars and make up a new but one? Like, can you actually do that? Like, wouldn't that mess up? I don't know, like traveling or something. Well, no. If it's like, half half, right? Your home team will be considered Montreal for the first mm-hmm. half of the season or the second half. So they're always going to go to Montreal for those games. So I can just go oh, one here, one there, one here. That'd be too complicated. <clears throat> I'm assuming they just split up in half. Okay, half our home team will be in Montreal, even though we're still the Mariners, which wouldn't really make much sense here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And the second would be in Florida. But where they okay, play. so if, if attendance is low in Florida, right? Yeah. Bring, having the second half of the season in Montreal, how does that change the attendance in Florida? Not more people are going to go watch in Florida because... No, but it, it's just to well, split maybe. up and get more attendance because they know here they're they're diehard baseball fans yeah. who haven't had a team since 2004. Yeah. So if you look at the preseason games, we we get pretty big numbers yeah. here at the Stade Olympic at the Olympic Stadium. How about we get an actual team though? That's that's what I'm. Yeah, for. but again, with the Canadian dollar, that's always their main concern. Really, is the strength of the Canadian to the American dollar? Well, see, okay, well, that's another another issue. I guess you can bring in if they they're splitting like. What? Ticket, t- like ticket sales, like is it is it more is it more effective to have a team in Montreal? Is that going to bring you more money, less? Like, like it's just there. There seems to be too many. Like, it's just confusing, though. Of course, just have one team. Yeah, of course, it's confusing, but when you have no other option, right? When yeah, move, move, move the Mariners. But what team wants Montreal. to take? What what city wants to take on the Mariners in the states? Because there are they're already a no, lot I'm of saying, baseball teams. Move them here. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But I don't even think a team would do that well here. Even though, like the like you said, there are a lot of diehard Expos fans. Like, there's a reason why we relocated in the first place. It's not like Seattle in the NBA. You know, that was like a, a straight fleecing. Like Seattle lost their home team. Yeah. And there are so many diehard basketball fans in Seattle. So like that whole relocation was like not a fluke, but it was bad. But like Montreal, like I don't know, it's just. We have the market for it. It makes sense to have a team here. I think honestly, now that you brought up the the money thing, well, it's because yeah. I think I think that might be the well. The only reason action. why the only reason why the Expos left was due to management, right? Mm-hmm. You had I believe I don't know who owned them at the time, but they just didn't want to stay in Montreal because they they weren't getting a new stadium, so they what? went straight to Washington where they're where they were welcoming and, and like building Yo, a new stadium. Where did for they them. play? Where did they play? The, the Expos, Expos? Yeah. they played a few spots. At the beginning, they played like this park. Uh, I wish I knew. But then they started playing majority of their games after like the Olympics at the Olympic Stadium. That's what I was going to say. Because I remember reading that the costs of just playing there was too expensive. Hmm. And then they also couldn't afford to build a new stadium. And it like didn't make financial sense to like just put all that money mm-hmm. in a new stadium just for one team, like a baseball team. Before, yeah. before we continue, it actually was not the Mariners. It's the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, the Rays. Yeah. The Rays. Mariners, I believe, are Seattle. Seattle Mariners. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know my baseball yeah. like that. But anyways. Uh, should have fact never. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? At it's least cool. I at least I caught it live. This is it's the cool. most we've been talked. We've talked about the MLB since the like creation ever. of our show. So shout out to us. But, uh, like you know, 
we might as well keep the ball rolling. Like the MLB, there's much bigger concerns for them and that <sighs> league in general than just yeah this with relocation. the whole Houston Astros I'm thing. Disgusted. Yeah, like no, let's talk about that for a second. It's been egregious. No, like it's the, been the last, egregious. The last few, no, I'm serious. <laughs> like, no, it has been. It's been horrible. But like, go ahead. I don't even know. The fans aren't being informed. Like the players aren't being informed. The coaches, like no one's taking accountability. The commissioner is just like batting is like like looking the other way. Yeah. Like as a commissioner, I think it's it's right to look at him first and foremost when there's like a huge crisis. Yeah. To at least address it. Like, I he's 100% not even agree, and he did address it, but he referred to the trophy as a quote unquote piece of metal. And not many players. That's your commissioner. Yeah, that's your commissioner referring to the championship as, quote unquote, I repeat this again, a piece of metal. No, but everything about this situation is pissing me off, man. Like, first of all, like, why? I I honestly thought it was a joke at first. Like, the whole cheating thing. The Why? Because they're hitting garbage cans, and I'm like, no, there's no like. But that's that's the way you have to avoid it now. Because I was like, that's and microphones so, everywhere. I was like, that's so, so innovative. I was like, I was like, yo, there's no way this is actually real. Next thing you know, it's real, and then I I, I don't like cheaters. Like but first of all, the whole so. the whole um lack of disciplinary action towards the Houston Astros by the MLB commissioner is honestly, I'll use the word again, hella egregious. And the reason why is because now you're giving pretty much free for all for every other team to do the same thing and not face any consequences. And for number two, um, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, uh, geez, I forgot, was gonna, <laughs> I forgot my second point. But yeah, pretty much like, I got to, yeah. like to me, it's just so simple, like remove they remove their title. Like you're not a, a champ. Like it's just it's canceled. Like canceled. Yeah. That's just so We're taking confusing. the trophy back. We're taking your rings back. You didn't win. You cheated. Like you, you did not win. You well, don't deserve it. I think in the if this happened in the NBA, it wouldn't, oh! it wouldn't though. It, like that's no, no. The thing. But let's just say let's just say something like on this level of scan- <clears throat> yeah. scandal came up in the NBA. Yeah. Adam Silver would have to totally. Mm-hmm totally cancel uh like uh, i don't know how to say it. cancel eliminate their championship i guess uh, but it but it would be immediate <clears throat> yeah watch that happen in the nba yeah it's immediate yeah you know what i mean there's no waiting around there's no bum apologies by like the astros oh yeah here was my second point about the astros so yeah it gives all fair chance for any other team to just do the same acts and not face any consequences but also at the same time hmm. the since the commissioner devalued the trophy calling it a piece of metal yeah now what do they really have to fight for <laughs> like yeah you know what i mean not everything's just stupid man and did you watch like the, he, d- the he just devalued his own league pretty much but did you watch the, the press conference when they had they did like the public apologies no 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 dog every no <laughs> scripted apologies first of all Horrible. irks me yeah, yeah irks me yeah the least you can do in this biggest scandal because you pre- you cheated and you cheated the game honestly uh-huh. and a lot of people are offended and even the, the whole city of, 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 of houston i remember when they won it was, it was a big deal. Like, they hadn't won in I don't know how many years, right? So, everyone was excited about that. Next thing you know, this becomes a whole scandal. So, the least you can do is at least, like, at least try and be, like, you know, um, what's the word? Like, sympathetic and towards the fans, the league, the game. And just, like, own up to your mistakes. 100%. Then, so, scripted apologies, I'm not having that. The commissioner <clears throat> didn't do anything. Like, I don't even know if there's going to be any consequences, like, the way it's, it's going right now. It, and what does that do for the game? 
You know it's, what I mean? it's so complicated because we brought it up like gab brought up like a hypothetical like what if this happened in the nba but yeah that's the thing like with these multi-billion dollar companies yeah this stuff can't happen like as a commissioner like especially on sports betting yeah hmm. exactly especially like, on sports betting <clears throat> there are so many parties that are like now tainted and like everyone's mm-hmm. been affected by it like as a, imagine we're not like huge baseball fans but imagine if we were like mm-hmm again we always bring it back to the nba because we are huge nba fans like yeah. if we tried to imagine like let's say the rockets were cheating mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe like they were bribing the refs and that's why james harden's averaging like 14 free throws a game <laughs> okay, we'd yeah. be furious right yeah. like we would like it, i don't know like not just as fans yeah. players would be concerned like coaches all of that and like but also i think we're bringing up the nba not because we're fans but also out of all the major <clears throat> sports leagues the nba is the one that conducts themselves the best and adam silver Best commissioner by far. Yeah, like there, no one's touching him. That's why I say he would have took in action immediately for some that big. You know what I mean? And, and again, it's a disrespect to the whole game. So, and so, if your own commissioner is devaluating the, the the actual trophy, what you're playing for, then like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? 100%. Take their rings away. Take the championship away. They're not champions. <coughs> Period. No, yeah, especially if you cheated to get there. Mm-hmm. And I believe they played against the L.A. Dodgers in that final. And the L.A. Dodgers were... That was this year, no? That's 2017. 2017. The wow. Astros, right? right? Yeah. They, they played the Dodgers, didn't they? The Dodgers. The Dodgers, and, the then they went on, and then they went on to play the, the, um, the Yankees. Okay, but those are two very good teams regardless. Yeah. So, Yankees or the Dodgers could have easily been champions if it wasn't for that whole scandal yeah because you literally because in baseball having that happen you know exactly like you're predicting every move you know everything that's gonna happen you can adjust that way like mm-hmm. there's no way to counter that that's why it's like it's not even like um what you gonna call it like when people like when players like inject like um like ice in my veins no <laughs> <laughs> d'angelo russell like, like some barry bonds like uh, oh steroids yeah steroids there you we forgot go. the word for steroids yeah, i forgot steroids yeah <laughs> damn i was like uh, <laughs> that was a brain fart right there okay, but okay. even that right like yeah you can still counter that like you obviously have a clear advantage but you could counter that if i know exactly what signals and and what pitches are being thrown i can adjust easily and there's nothing you can do about it it's true like the other team had no idea they had no, and like, they they pretty much just snatch up their whole game plan, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be throwing this uh this curveball or like this mm-hmm. pitch and, and uh, tap 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 on the on the. And I forget <laughs> I forget the exact numbers, but I think this was the series against the the Yankees. The f- I think the first game they didn't use it, mm-hmm. or all or the games they were away, they didn't use it, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't cheat, and Yankees uh, like destroyed them. Yeah, D- destroyed. Right, and it's clear in the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. Mm-hmm. And then they saw the numbers uh, compared to when they actually did do it, and it was the complete opposite. So you could see already there. There's a clear uh, disparity and advantage that the Astros had. So I fair mean, enough. take away their rings, take away the whole <coughs> championship. There is no 2017 World Series winner. Mm. No. Final take, perfect. We'll go on break and we'll be back after this. TD presents the Nuit d'Afrique year-long concerts, a series of four shows in February. Don't miss it. 
The Malian sensation Fatumata Diawara hailed as one of today's most exciting voices on February 23rd at Le National. The Nuit d'Afrique Sound System Night with World Wild Sound System and Analog Africa for the first time in Canada on February 29th at Le Ministère. Tickets and info available on productionnuitdafrique.com. The doctor will see you now. Yeesh, you're not looking too hot. I got a case of bad music. Hmm. I'm gonna prescribe you some post-hardcore. Take that with some math rock daily and you should be back to yourself in no time. Thanks, Doc. Hi, I'm Calvin. Is bad music taste getting you down? Well, me too. I got the perfect remedy for you. The Waiting Room. Every Tuesday at 4 on CJLO 6090 AM. Tune in for, you know the good stuff. His second of the night. Taking the ball inside, 23-20. Trey, another bomb. And another three-pointer. Trey Young, huh? You see him shake up Iggy? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Iggy was soft. Ooh. You're listening to CJ Low 69, the starting rotation. I am, again, Gabriel Gindy alongside me, our current fault, and Liam Sharp. If you haven't added us on IG, go ahead at, what is it, Karim? Starting, starting rotation? rotation. Not the starting rotation. At starting rotation. At starting rotation. Get it right. Get it right. What should our first post be? Like, now I'm... Um, it's true. We're not very active on that, uh, on that Instagram. It's just because I guess we just haven't found time with school. I don't know. Uh, no, we, but no, we, we have we, time though. We all we all have only three classes right now this slacking. semester. We have been slacking. We've been slacking. But we don't slack on this show, never. No. No, 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 no. But I can promise. Last 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 week, yeah. I had a busy Friday, right? I so I wasn't I wasn't able to put this up on uh on Spotify. So if you happen to be listening right now and you missed the first part, do not worry. We got you covered. This will be up on Spotify very soon. Very soon, very soon. So if you guys didn't catch my little intro there beautifully uh, done yesterday <laughs> beautifully done yeah yesterday the Atlanta Hawks faced the Miami Heat and Trey Young went off an amazing 50 point game um, career, high, right? career yeah. high he was shooting from everywhere from middle from the perimeter he was just shooting from the parking lot man was getting it done ice tray no, I, huh? I love watching Trey it's a nice nickname huh? it has a nice little ice ring tray. to it ice tray yeah, but I, I've become a fan a lot more, and especially I I, I loved Luca before the um, what was it 2019 draft at this point, two eight eighteen eighteen yeah. Yeah. yeah before they got drafted right I was I was on the Luca bandwagon for like from time, and I was waiting to see like can Trey Young like kind of live up to it, and also there was the trade on draft day, and people this has kind of been the sort of rivalry that's going on i mean they like each other but yeah it's ironic because they actually like they like each other super you know? exactly yeah, yeah. yeah but you know as fans we, we call it a little little rivalry so i was i, I was kind of waiting to see like what training would do and this year this guy's like lights out man lights out he's third like third in points second in assists, something like that top five in points and assists for sure though and in his second year on a trash Atlanta Hawks team, I mean, damn, I got I got to give him credit for that, though. Yeah, you have to, especially he doesn't really have much of a supporting cast. I have a feeling you say this every week. Like, we know that these teams, they all have great players. Some are just a bit better than some others, <laughs> you can say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, on the Atlanta Hawks, other than Trey Young, 
I like John Collins. Like with Clint Capel, they're gonna be a better team. That's better. for sure. They're just really young, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this true. is always a question. I go. I just when I think of Trey Young, I think like Luka Doncic. That's what we're all gonna think of. That's gonna mm-hmm. be the decade question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, like these two are generational. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of <clears throat> what makes because. Atlanta got an extra pick in that trade, right? And they mm-hmm. got they got Reddish out of it or Hunter, one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's what Atlanta, Atlanta fans will be like. Oh, look, we got like a good young guy and Trey Young. We won the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then th- in my head, I'm just like, that's not how it works. So I'm trying to think, what does Trey Young need to do? What does Atlanta need to? How much do they need to succeed before the trade evens out? Because I don't care if Trey Young's averaging thirty and nine. Yeah. Doncic is like. The next level guy, you know, Lucas like, in the MVP race, yeah, this year. You know what I mean? So they they did not win that trade until I see X out of Atlanta. What do you think that is? Is oh, that like? Oh, okay, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like what? It, like because right now he's averaging thirty and nine. Like what more does he have to do to be on on Lucas level almost? To make the trade at least like bearable because you know, like I said, Atlanta fans will trick themselves into thinking like we won that trade, you know. Yeah. And they're like, we love Trey Young. Like he's yeah. so good. Look at what he does every night. Fifty points yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, like, these guys they will never say it. But if they had the chance to take that trade back and get Doncic instead of Young, like mm-hmm. they take it, they right? Would. So I think it comes down to playoff success. Yes, honestly, I don't know about that. Come on, I don't know about that. And Come the, on. The reason why is don't know about what about. If they had to t- if they could take Luca over Trey Young, like if they would do it again, like if they could like switch, you would still take Trey Young. Stop. I'm just thinking about the players he has beside him, right? If you're if you're on the Dallas Mavericks with Porzingis, that's it. What? Like, like Dallas is also not the strongest roster. Like Doncic really elevates that team. Like mm-hmm. other than Porzingis, who all things considered, like is having an, mm-hmm. a good year. He has he's like, he has a good reputation, so like we we automatically assume he's a star. Yeah, but he's been like just pretty good, like solid. But yeah. other than yeah. that, like that roster is yeah. the same as. Atlanta, no, and they're winning. I don't, I don't the know West. if it's the same as Atlanta because they do have a lot of good key pieces. They but I do believe yeah. if if Luca's not on the Mavs, they're not even a playoff. Oh, seat. for sure, no. But like, nah. if you put Trey Young on the Mavs, it'd be pretty much around the same, no, and vice versa. I don't know. Nah, I don't because Trey Young. I don't is, know. He's still a straight shooter, and Luca is more of an all-around player. But at the same time, if you're an all-around player, you can't really support, like. You know what I mean? You can't really support supporting cast players like as you would if you, you know, like. At least you have Porzingis right on Dallas, and with Atlanta you have no one. Look, I think. You know, okay, Trey is averaging more assists than Luca. All right, but I do think Luca makes his team better. Yeah, some of the if that makes exactly, sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes one hundred percent sense. I think Luca makes his team better. So mm-hmm. if you put Luca on Atlanta. I think, because the, they have good piece, they have good young pieces with the Hawks. So I think if Luca replaces Trey there, he would elevate those young players a lot more. And I think we're looking at Atlanta, at least fighting for a playoff spot, at least. Because right but now, but Dallas has more talent. Right now, Atlanta they're ranked what? Let's let's see. They're I, not. I understand somewhere. They're sixteen and forty-one. Damn, that's bad. That's horrible. That's bad. So that's bad. That's dreadful. But also, Lu- Luca's doing this in the West, though. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a, in the playoff race in the, in the West. West. And like, he, granted, like if there's one Dallas argument, Dallas is 30 and 19. Yeah, 
33 and 22. They're 33 and 22. They're the seventh seed. Dallas? Yeah. I'm I'm getting 30 and 19. Oh, oh no, 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 it just updated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait yeah, a second. 33 and 22, and they're seventh seed in the West. Well, the biggest difference, like, if I had to like point out one difference between mm-hmm. these two, that's glaring to me, is that mm. I don't know how tall is Trey Young, like six one. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd just say six one. He's maybe he's a little taller, but Doncic is like a legit six nine, like six eight. You know, like he's so much taller. He could see. I think Luca like six, six. Yeah, but now no, height. no, no. We talked about this. We talked about. It. Go search it up right now. Like he's big. This he guy's tall. no. Luca, Luca's six nine. He's tall. Yeah, he's tall. Luca ain't that tall. You look tall. at him next to these. He's, he's almost the same height as LeBron. Like this guy's big and like the he thing commands is, the game. Size, size, level. size doesn't really decipher whether or not you have talent. You know. No, but it's not that. Like Steph Curry is like seven. six one. ESPN says he's six seven. That's crazy. Actually, I, I think he's. I don't know. ESPN says six seven, but I don't know. Yeah, they're always a little off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think he's a little tall. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing six eight somewhere. But the point is, mm-hmm. he's a lot bigger, right? They, he's mm-hmm. they always exaggerate the height. And when when I see height, like, I think of like defensive potential. Like he's maybe now he's like he's all right, but he has the potential to be. I don't think he'll ever be elite, but he could be good. Oh no, he's right? gonna be elite. You think? Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, Luca, yeah. Luca, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. He has that potential. But like Trey Young, call me a critic. Like, I don't know. At, at in the best case scenario, he's gonna be like a, a willing defender. But you know, at his size and already he's like, it's a mismatch. Atrocious. Pretty much. All yeah, the like time. he's he's like yeah. worse than Steph Curry was in his in 2015, 2014. Like, he's yeah, but a bad defensive. Steph player. Curry got drafted in 2009. No, but I'm saying like, but that was Curry's problem coming out of college was all his these, defense okay, and his injury. All, all these sharpshooters always get, how do you say, they they always get critiqued extra hard because of their for one their size, and yeah, they might not be the most uh, versatile or or quick players, but in the end, these sharpshooters are is what is becoming of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Where they're sacrificing less on size now. And more on shooting from the perimeter, like the center. Like honestly, with that Clint Capella trade that the that Houston gave up, that pretty much for me summed up like the end of the big man era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, like, I, I just yeah. think the NBA is moving a lot smaller, which is why I don't really. Like, I know last week we kind of talked about how um, Houston doesn't really have a chance, but I, you know that, that stayed with me. It simmered with me. I, I like mm-hmm. it was seasoned in the. Fr- I put it in the fridge. Uh, put the put the marinade put the marinade on the chicken. You know, I was just yeah, okay. <laughs> and and then like I thought about it. I was like, they even okay if we switched around a few players on the Rockets, we kept the same size. They could have a chance. I'm just saying hypothetically, they could have a chance. You know, like, yeah, I'll believe it when small, I see it. Yeah, exactly. Small ball yet is still like undecided. Still, that, we're in that gray gray zone. You know, but yeah, it's pretty much what I'm thinking. You don't see it? I don't see it. I'm not going to go in a hole. Because, you're, you're, okay, the only way you don't see the only reason why you don't see it because on the defensive end, right? They're, they're a mismatch yeah. every time. Yeah. They're, they're a mismatch on offense and defense. But, like, <laughs> every time. that's my Trey Young point, I guess, is that, like, yeah, this guy's averaging, like, maybe, like, he's going to get you, like, threes and, like, crazy twos almost every offensive possession. Like, I'm not even debating that. He might even be better than. I don't want to start this debate, but he's on. I think he's like at the same level as Doncic on offense. Like those two are just like amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent agree. agree. It it shifts on the defensive end, right? But if if Trey Young is getting you like buckets almost every possession, but he's giving it to the other team every possession too, then like that's got to be 
worth something, you know? But these guys are so, like... Doncic? They're so similar, though. That's the thing. But it's their team success. That's why, to go back to your question, I think it comes down to playoff success. Yeah. Who Right right now, obviously, Doncic has the, the edge because he's doing what he's doing, averaging damn near a triple-double in the West, right? He's averaging 29, 9, and 9, all right? And he's a seventh seed in the West, and he's in the MVP race. And although Trey is averaging 30, 30 points. That stat line I'm seeing right now rebounds, is like nuts. 30 and, and 9. And 9 assists. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's actually crazy. Second in points and second in assists. Like, I'm, like, curious as to who's ever averaged that in NBA history. Like, 30 and 9. Like, has... Who? Mm. Harden, maybe? Like, that's all I could think of. Harden, not even... Probably. Maybe, no, not even Braun, though. They're pretty no equal. One, the only difference I'd see is the rebounding. That's the only difference yeah, I would see. Yeah, and that comes down to size, you know? Like, it's just Doncic is bigger. Doncic does more. He can and see plus, over more people. He has a better potential, like, overall. That's why. Mm-hmm. Like, does... Okay, does Trey Young get better than 30-9 and nine ever? But how... The the fact that we're even Oof. saying does he get better than thirty nine already shows that he's pretty much like a crazy player. <laughs> yeah. no, oh, I know. could he I do know. maybe it's I don't a, know forty and ten? I don't know. It's a testament to how good he is on the offensive mm-hmm. end. But of course, like it doesn't it, it says something that he's averaging thirty and nine, but this team but is the worst again, in the league. Then you know? again, what does the nine assists result to? Luca yeah. Luca's are three. Luca's nine assists. Oh, I'm uh, eight point seven. Yeah, yeah, eight point seven. Right. His 8.7 assists results to a 7 seed in the West. Yeah. Trey Young is is a is, the Hawks are still a lottery team. But it's third all league. Hmm? His assist po- average is third all league. It's no? third. But that's yeah. what I mean, so it's like he's doing what he can, right? Mm-hmm. I can't like there's nothing I can like complain about with Trey. The Young. O- the only advantage I see Trey Young having with the Atlanta Hawks is that he's the man on that team. There's not many conflicting egos. Mm-hmm. As for on Dallas, you already have uh, someone who already had a pretty decent beginning of a career, like in Chris Alps Porzingis. Oh, no, he got he got a he got a layback. He no, he knows. Like you know, like he they have knows. they have more egos that are probably have a chance of conflicting with the Dallas Mavericks. But the thing is, they're both probably really good. For, they're both European. They're both good friends probably mm-hmm. already. Like I don't see that being a problem. But Porzingis got to know he's the second guy on that team. Oh, he probably and does. He gotta, like, probably does. Of course. Like, of course. Yeah, he's he's not dumb. He's Latvian. So. <laughs> No, no, no. But um, yeah. Other than that, we haven't had really many key marquee matchups. Yesterday, there was the seventy season Nets that went into OT, and over time, the Nets managed to score one point. The Nets scored one. I'm not surprised. Time. Kyrie's gone. Kyrie's so, out. Yeah, not many people are happy about that. I let. let the, but from what you said earlier, it kind of does make sense. Not early on the show, we were talking yeah, before yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, he was trying to avoid surgery. Yeah, at and first, yeah. So earlier on, when he was injured, maybe like around December, January, like he 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 was out because of the shoulder, and you know, um, people thought he was gonna take a surgery, and that's yeah. what was expected. But he decided to go against that, and you know, try to recover. I guess um, just more naturally, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And they, he came back, and obviously that that did not work out. No. So um, like he, he's smart. He's like, you know what. Uh, I think I'm gonna need this surgery right now. So I mean, let's cut him some slack. And also, like, the hell are the Knicks gonna do this year? Like, yeah. Even if even if they made it as an eighth seed, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do? You get do? swept by the Bucks. Yeah, or th- yeah, like pretty Raptors. much, or the Raptors, or depending. The Raptors. But fun fun fact. Speaking on this, like natural recovery, 
stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Connor McDavid of the NHL. Oh, I don't know if you guys are going heard to of hockey. What? No, no, no. But we don't have to. But uh, this is a point that okay, yeah. I thought of Kyrie. I think of this. You, you, you know about you, he, like last year, the last game of the year, he tore his PCL, yeah, MCL, like almost destroyed his whole knee. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And they they released like a documentary on the recovery process, and the big headline was that he didn't get surgery, he just did rehab for mm. a year. It's pro- all it's off very possible, yeah. But to me, that blows my mind, you know, because like like I I don't I think I talked to you like last week and probably don't remember. But uh, oh, why would I not remember? Okay, just continue. Whatever. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> but, shot, yeah, I'm really honestly. Do you like, remember? That re- I think I talked to you about this. Yeah, I do remember. Okay. Anyways, my because uh, like I've been dealing with like a bum knee since college. Okay, and, like, calm down there, but, Mr. Like, D1. No, no, it's a, it's just a meniscus <laughs> thing. But <laughs> I'm just saying, and I can't get this thing healed. But this guy didn't even do surgery and destroyed his knee. Here's the difference. And is playing at the best level in the NHL. But three months later, like five no. months. Here's no, the that was that though. blew my mind. Here's the difference. Of course, it blows your mind because ten years ago you would have been under the knife easy. Exactly. But here's the thing, my life insurance right now. So no one come and kill me, okay? <laughs> worth I'm worth apparently seventy thousand dollars, okay? Wow, look at you. I know, huh? Damn. Not bad, not bad. I can buy Big myself bang. like an Acura, whatever. Big here's bang. the thing though, Connor McDavid. Now this guy is worth hundreds of million dollars in endorsements and contracts so he's getting top-notch medical service that's true all around town okay so he's getting the best uh trainers the best uh the best, the best, best. medical staff all because everyone knows best he's diets, the next that. guy in the nhl mm. like him and leon dreisaitl mind you have you been seeing leon dreisaitl since economy david's been out he's been crazy yeah he's, he's been good. insane anyway so it only makes sense that if you're gonna try and avoid a surgery like do it because <laughs> yeah. surgeries yeah. never are really the answer they're only like that's only final resort if you can do it yourself mm-hmm. then yeah okay but if if you can actually like avoid surgery that's great and you tried to Kyrie tried to avoid it you yeah. know what I mean and it didn't work out so I mean might as well just try and get healthy He's, it's a season ending injury right you don't have to come back it must be so hard to rehab a shoulder like you know you're always getting shot shots up as like a yeah, NBA yeah, pro yeah, yeah, like yeah. and yeah. I can imagine how much it just hurts that's a to, tough like, one yeah that's a tough it one. reminds you of like a, a less sketchy Marco Fultz situation yeah somewhat because yeah. well, he came out of the draft and he was known for his shooting and then mm-hmm. somehow there was fluid in his shoulder and that was a weird sixers one. were saying one thing his agent was saying another thing and then he totally changed his shooting form which then led to major bricks that yeah. was a weird one and that was weird too but like now at least in orlando is getting a bit more playing yeah time. he's good yeah that's yeah. a great story you know he, he's uh, doing good he's but yeah he just we're, we're not we're not there yet I think people are expecting a bit more from Markel, but that's neither here or there. No, but this is exactly what he needs to do is just yeah. be under the radar in Orlando, you know, mm. develop with his guys. But I mean, granted, Orlando is like the worst franchise it's to be better developing, to be, but, no, but we can it, talk about that. I, I'd rather develop on a worse team where you don't have much um, attention from like... From, pressure. Yeah, or pressure from either fan for the fan base or... Um, the media publications, yeah. you know, like you can like lay low. ESPN. Yeah, focus on. If your I'm game, playing in man. Cleveland, where I have 14 wins and 40 losses, and I'm calling Sexton, I can have a few years to develop. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you get that leeway. I mean, right there. there there are certainly like this is a real thing that just I guess casual fans wouldn't even know, but like the fra- each franchise has like a different staff and different like development methods. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. Orlando like has a bad reputation of. They they draft pretty well. Like they have think about all the good prospects. They draft decent. Talent, yeah. They get like Bamba, Gordon, Fournier. Now they have Isaac, but they didn't mm-hmm. draft him. But like not Isaac, uh, Fultz. Mm-hmm. But uh, even I don't know. I, I listed a lot. I don't want to start doubling because like I already forgot <laughs> what I started with. My point is they draft okay, 
but all of these guys like don't pan out like you know what i mean like they yeah. they have trouble developing their guys which is not usually i don't i never pin it on the player to me that's just like the organization the organization's got to do that's a better fair. job you that's know fair. And part of it probably comes with just work ethic and the people around you. Like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. if you were playing with Steph Curry, we were talking about this last week with, with Wiggins, Wiggins, like, yeah. that makes a difference, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it's development, but then it's also the people who you work with, your, yeah. your co-workers are inspiring you too. That is very true. But, um... Yeah, Matt, no, the Magic could have been a lot better than they... Speaking of draft picks, yeah. Montreal Canadiens, man, they've been on my... What now? They, they're messing with my health. I, I warned you I'm about it. I'm not even joking. They're I honestly messing with my head. What now? I went to go see the uh, Dallas Stars versus Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. Yeah. And I had nice little seats. I was at like uh, rinkside. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, 100s, huh? I saw uh, yeah, 100s, yeah. Shout out to my friend uh, Alec. You're, you're beautiful. He got me those tickets. We went to go see it together. That's a real G. And Swing me some tickets, too. I'll take it. <laughs> it was off of a raffle. Well, but now <laughs> tickets are going to start being dirt cheap soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should all go. Yeah. A little outing. A little starting rotation it. outing. I still haven't been to a Canadian's game my whole life. Really? Really? Okay. Well, we got to change that. It this is season. an experience because like, the Bell Center is huge. But yeah, yeah. It's massive. Like, I've been to the Bell. The most I've seen was uh, a concert? Hamilton Bulldogs. Ew. Back Ew. when what PK is that? was there. What is that? Okay. Well, I, that's how much of a PK fan I was. Oh, that's dope. But yeah, carry on. But yeah, I'm just their 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 draft their draft picks over the past ten years have been pretty atrocious. Not gonna lie. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, none of these players. Like I'm looking at them right now. None of them have panned out. Jacob De La Rose, Alex Galchenyuk, Nathan Bollier, Jared Tenorti. Man hasn't man. I believe scored one goal in the NHL with Nashville. That's these guys are all first rounders, by the way. Nathan Bollier, Jared Tenorti, Alex Galchenyuk. Um, we even have Zachary Fukale, who's now in the EC. I oh know what is it? It's the ECL. No, he plays for Red Bull Munchen. Red Bull ECHL. No, no, no. It's it's not the ECHL. It's it's a Europe League. ECL. Oh, oh he gone. Yeah, he plays for Red Bull. Red Bull Munchen, whatever oh, they call it. He gone. Arturi you know Lekanen who got scratched yesterday. So you know Nikita Sherback, who now plays in Russia. Like yeah. all the, yeah, what, 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 what sorry, I, I, when I see this I just Yeah, I know he's it. getting in his own zone. I gotta yeah, get him out. Zone, <laughs> out it's like the Twilight Zone. It's yeah, just like what are we doing? But why um, why is Bergevin still here? It's not Bergevin, it's the scouting directors. Of course he so? of course he has no no, he has a say in it, but then again, scouting is it's it's not that ain't it for the Habs. Let me tell yeah, you. I mean you need a, a decent GM too. You know <laughs> Go ahead, Liam. They're just so, finding talent. I'm, uh, this is directed to my my dear friend Gab. Yes. Um, I'm gonna put you in a hypothetical uh, oh, situation. You're you're that. you're on a boat, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And then uh, you you've been on this boat for years. You love it. It's great. Yeah. This boat has great services. It's got a f- storied franchise. Like it's got so many good memories. Uh, but it's sinking and it's like sinking terribly. Okay. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> and there's a a luxury boat right across, right there, just like. Passing on through, we're on the Atlantic Ocean. We're we're, we're just traveling. That that boat's traveling. This one's trying to, but it's sinking. Like there's a big hole, Titanic, yeah. a la Titanic. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you sink with it, or do you swim ten clicks to the north and join another boat? That's a, that's just a question. So for like you. for one, how loyal are you to this boat? Because clearly, if you're sinking, it means you've been there for a hot minute. If I've been there for a while, sure, loyalty's you know? a thing, but you don't want to die would I, for why it. Why would I bandwagon? Yeah, but why would I bandwagon go swim to another? Uh, boat? I didn't say bandwagon. This, that's this, pretty uh, much what you're saying. Hey, did I bring up the NHL yet? No. Hop on the this boat. Is, this just is talking about boats. Purely, I'm talking about okay. Talking about boats? boats. Okay, well, let me talk about this <laughs> marina right here. The mariner five. No, no. But um, yeah, what would I do? I'd probably. I don't know. I'd 
play the orchestra like on the Titanic as we're sinking. We're really? just playing the orchestra. Yeah. Oh, man. That's noble. R.I.P. That's noble. Yeah, we just sink and we. That's it. Oh. Well, R.I.P. Why? You, you you just go jump ship to Toronto. Well, yeah, I it? jumped I jumped ship like as soon as that little cracks developed See, in the that's bottom not a real of the boat. Fan, like though. I already jumped out because I knew it was gonna happen. You know. But that, just... Yeah, you can see it happening. Okay, like like the Titanic. If I see the iceberg, I know it's there. I'm trying to avoid it, but eventually, yeah, I hit it. And no, I'm but the sinking. iceberg was hit like years ago, and I saw it, and I was smart, and I just jumped out, and then like okay, I saw well, Toronto, like, I saw they draft like Matthews, yeah, again, and he scores four goals he in this first game. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. My family, we they don't watch hockey. It's mm-hmm. only me. Really? You, your dad, okay, is a major Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So I can understand why you'd be a bit biased on both sides. Me, I, I have this team and this team only. I'm a Dia Habs fan. And the fact that... I respect that. He, here's what's wrong with the Habs, okay? Like, as you said, we're, they're such a storied franchise that the fan base isn't ready to see them tank and flop for four years during their rebuilding stage, like any other team. They're just not ready for it because then they, no one's going to come to the games. Everyone's going to start complaining. And they say, hey, les Canadiens encore, ils vont perdre du temps. You know, I'm not down. Like, people aren't down to hear about that, you know? It's not tanking. It's, it's, I think it's culture. No, no, because when you're in a rebuild, you're ultimately tanking, right? Yeah, yeah, no, but you can be tanking and still play hard. Like, okay, the Hawks, for example. Like, they're obviously in a rebuilding phase, but they're they're trying. Yeah. No, you can try. I'm they're not no. The Habs are trying, just that the pieces just don't work. That's it. Like, and it's all fun and games until, like, for example, the game I went to, okay, it was in overtime. We The Habs were winning 3-0 at the end of the first period. Mm-hmm. By the end of the third, it was 3-3, okay? And mind you, two of those, like, three of those goals, two of those goals maybe from, from Dallas could have been totally avoided. The third goal, uh, the fourth goal by by Tyler Sigway in overtime, was just abysmal. Like he 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 turned Victor Mete into a pancake. Like he, your guy, Victor Mete. Victor Mete, my guy. No, he just he danced around him. All he was missing was ten bucks, and he was he danced around him the second time. Like that's all, you know. Like it it just it sucks. And the fact that we can't get any solid. 30 because we're missing so many pieces you're missing defense for one you're missing a solid 35 goal scorer you're missing a solid first line centerman there's so many things missing that at this point it's going to take a rebuild and we have to be dedicated yeah but the thing is the habs never have rebuilt in their whole existence Mm -hmm. that's the worst thing so no one's ready to rebuild officially but we are in a state of having to rebuild and like as tony marinero said like we're missing all these elements, but at the same time, like, what are, what are the Habs really doing? You know? But, like, look at Detroit. Like, Detroit's never rebuilt. Like, they've got a similar... Okay, no one's no, got no, a similar no, no, history no, no, no. as the De- Canadians, De- Detroit but Detroit's has rebuilt. up there. Detroit has rebuilt a bit. In the past three years, they've been pretty bottom in the stands. No, but it's now. What is what I'm trying to no, say? Like yeah, The last year, too, they were pretty low the year no, before but, like, that. I'm, okay, fine. Oh, when I say now, I mean, like, the past few years. Like, they've been in a rebuild. They've done been in it. But, like, before this, they've been... They're like the Spurs of the NHL, like just consistent for decades, winning, competing. How many Stanley Cups do they have? I was actually going to bring them up. Yeah. Like Spurs, right, and even Warriors this season, right? They're 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 in a weird phase right now, and obviously they they need more talent. We already know the Warriors aren't going to be permanently like this. No, I know, but at least I can look at a Warriors game and see, damn, this is a championship culture. Even though they're the the worst team yeah, in the league. Yeah, they got 30 ball by Houston yesterday. Even if they're the worst team in the league, I know they're coming out to play hard every night. Organization is trying to put a team in place that is actually going to compete. That's why I bring it back to Bergevin, because I'm like, 
if he's he's the GM, he's not your leader, but I mean he's the one calling all the shots, right? Not necessarily. It's I'm putting him. responsibility on him to put that championship culture in place. Yeah, but at the same time, it's the whole while man- you're rebuilding. It's the whole management. It's just the fact that they're. So that's why I'm looking at him. But he doesn't define the whole management. You have Jeff Molson up top. You have all the scouting directors. You have the scouting head uh, head scout. You have all look, these scouts look for talent. Benjamin is the one drafting them. Well, the scout actually—it's a whole collective. It's, it's not, a collective, it's, but I mean, you're the one who's calling the shot. That's that's what I'm saying. You're the one I'm gonna look at. The scout is being paid to travel around, look for talent, and bringing bring them to 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 upper management. They're the one calling the shots, and he hasn't proven that you know he he could he could obviously he's drafted talent, but like you said, he's drafted no one who that they that don't they don't go to Jared Tenorti, Nathan Bollier. Jacob De La Rose, whoever we drafted has actually stayed with the Canadians. The only person who I think they've drafted solid is Mikhail Sergeyev, but they traded him away for a Quebecer and Jonathan Drouin. Well, see, what does that say? You can't, you can't, you can't draft well. But it's too hard to say whether that is going to pan out because, like, for what it's worth, Drouin was is, is okay. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's another young. When it's, he it's not like a Quebecois that's 32 years old and like at the <laughs> tail end of his career. Like Drouin's young too. No, no. And he performed anyway. well at the beginning of the. I have to go uh, steam off on break. So we'll go do that, and we'll be uh, right back after these short little messages. Miami, Mexico City, and Montreal. Three cities crossing the airwaves, showcasing the ladies behind the decks. Six female DJs, each playing 30-minute sets, coming together for International DJ on International Women's Day. Listen to the sounds of Mariana Diaz, Lady Oracle, Hits Wonders, House of Chris, Sugarface Belfo and Mar of Noche Negra. On Sunday, March 8th, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a live broadcast from CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal, Orchid FM in Miami, and Radio Pax in Mexico City. That's International Women's Day, Dia Internacional de la Mujer, Journée Internationale des Femmes, Sunday, March 8th, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 to 4 p.m. if you're in Mexico City, for a live audio streaming broadcast direct from CJLO, Orchid FM, and Radio Pax. I am Claudia Rocks. I am strong. Hey, Julie Perry, are you strong? Why, yes, I am strong. Hey, Big Pete, are you strong? I am extra strong. How about you, Jerry? Super strong. Gundam Sea Destiny? For strongest. We are strong together. Tune in to Audio Pen Pals every second Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. on CGLO 6090 AM. To get your dose of news and commentary from Montreal's differently abled community. Welcome back to the starting rotation on CJLO 1690. Again, we're talking about the Habs. We talked a bit about basketball. We're going to go back into basketball, actually, because Krim had a good point on break. Um, I'm very curious. I'm looking at the East standings, and All-Star break just finished, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going not even the second half. It's definitely like the last quarter of the season, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at the East standings. And I'm looking at the Bucks up top. They got 47 wins. They're crazy. And eight <laughs> losses. Like eight. They're playing for like their percentage right now is eight five five. Dog, 
That's like, ridiculous. That's insane. That makes no sense. You're clearly you're close to perfect. What, that's what pace is that? Like sixty nine. At, at first, towards the 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 beginning of the season, they were on pace to beating the seventy three and nine record. Obviously. Yeah. I, I I look if they actually do it, like imagine they only lose one game in, in this whole stretch, that would be it's conceivable, crazy. but like rest is a thing, right? Like, yeah. they're so ahead they don't need but to But this is insane. Like I think they can they, they, they can, can get seventy. They can win seventy. And that's a that's an achievement that's worth striving for. They can win seventy games. I don't want them to gas out and try to go for like seventy three or seventy four. Yeah, no, don't that's not worth yeah, it. Seventy is it. something that's worth striving for. Like but you can be up there with I don't know how many teams have gotten seventy. Not like a lot. Three, four. Bulls, Warriors, there's like another Laker team maybe. 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 I don't even maybe. think so. So you're but saying I'm I, my question is realistically, can anybody else in the East Compete with the Bucks. Like, are the Bucks a lock to make it to the finals in the East? Mm, that's tough because in a perfect world, if the 76ers were playing like they're supposed to, I would say Philadelphia has the highest chance of stopping them. And they have the highest, like, defensive potential, too. Yeah. Like, they've got a lot of people that can try to guard yeah, Giannis. I really think so. No, but, like... I think so, because you have Joel Embiid, right? And he's not... He's not a... He's not a... He's not a... You know, you know what I mean? Like, he's not a slow guy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he, he, he's, he's there on... Especially on, def- on the on defensive end. Great, yeah. He's mm-hmm. great, on the defensive end. However, if you're looking at someone who can stop Giannis, you only have Joel Embiid in the East, maybe... Maybe Ben Simmons. I highly doubt that, though. But I don't. And then maybe Bam with Miami. But even at that, because he, he's to a me, demigod. To me, Sixers talent-wise, the, the whole narrative has been the Sixers are they've disappointed the one, me. Though. The one team that can compete with the Bucks. But they've disappointed wise. me, and I'm highly disappointed. Yeah, but highly disappointed. But but also, I think Giannis is just too good to let anybody beat him. And the again, like you said, the only player I can look at in the East that can compete one on one with Giannis is Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Or, those, or, those are the two guys I think can compete for like the best players in in the East. Okay, okay. I'm trying to find team comparisons right. between Toronto and Milwaukee, and I'm looking briefly, mm-hmm. but Giannis is averaging around 30. Pascal Siakam's the highest uh, point getter, Siakam and he's averaging only 23.5. Siakam can't do nothing. So, like, my mentality with, like, this Raptors team is already proving that, look, I get it. They have no more Kawhi. Kawhi yeah. is, like, debatably, he's definitely top two in the league. Oh, for sure. Like, no question. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's first on a lot of people's lists. So yeah. I'm Especially not trying to, mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to say that he's, like, like yeah. the Raptors are the same team, but they're at yeah. least putting an argument in yeah. that they're similar. They're just a championship DNA sort of team. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to f- continue with that sort of trend, then mm-hmm. why couldn't they perform against the Bucks in a seven game series? True. Yeah, they don't have the best defender, maybe like of the decade. Mm-hmm. But uh, I look at OG, he's super young, but he's got the similar build as Kawhi that has the potential yeah, to at least guard him but I doubt it he's it's young. all about playoff experience yeah. and last year when we were looking at the Milwaukee Toronto matchup Kawhi was all over Giannis yeah but I there also was thought Kawhi, it was a fundamental it was system also, it was a great system exactly. I, I, system and team defense was yeah. Yeah. on that's why I, I, I kind of shudder when I think of like 
because everyone wants to credit Kawhi for that series. Yeah, but I loved like just Marcus Saul did so much. He yes. wasn't getting those blocks that everyone like covets and looks at. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's like always in the right spot. That's why I don't care if Gasol averages five, five, and zero. Exactly, like, he's it's always going to be. If valuable. you're doing good on defense, then that's commendable. And he's a Kawhi. I mean, he's a Giannis stopper too. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to bring this up. I heard this on some other outlet, so this is not my own idea. But it's okay. a great one that I want to pass on forward. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard, but. In the All-Star game, when things got really down and dirty in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. uh, like Giannis, I, like it's crazy how I'm extrapolating information from an All-Star okay, game, yeah, yeah. but they were playing like super hard, right? Yeah, yeah. And Giannis like couldn't score. They were doing the same thing that the, the Raptors did. Like yeah. he would drive, they'd build the wall and he'd like either have to pass it out or turn the ball over. The only and he, was, he wouldn't rely, he couldn't shoot it. Like he, would, he mm-hmm. took some mid-range. Couldn't make it, yep. and all I could think of, all these, like the outlet brought up, was that like that's he didn't fix did. that yet. The thing you know is, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He still hasn't fixed that. And the thing is, if if you're Nick Nurse and the Toronto Raptors, I'm looking at the stat leaders right now for both teams. The Raptors, Pascal takes up two slots, and that's points and blocks. Giannis takes up four of those eight slots, so he's he's the lead point leader in points on his team, rebounds, assists, and field goal percentage. If I'm Nick Nurse, I'm just going to isolate Giannis every single game. Because then you have to put more pressure on the supporting cast. Mm -hmm. And they probably haven't had to deal with that pressure the whole season. And especially his playoffs. So that would be your only go-to. You probably have to, I don't know, play box in one and just really isolate Giannis. That would be my best bet. I guess the biggest concern in the raptors Buck series would be not only defensively for the Raptors without Kawhi, but offensively right because he was averaging whatever he was averaging like 35 at the that's, time that's my thing who's gonna do that on this raptors team now even right it's it's a collective right now it's, you know? it's, it's so weird to say that Giannis is playing better than last year because he, he was literally the mvp yeah. last year and somehow he's playing better so i think with Kawhi not being on the raptors although team defense can do the best they can to stop him. I think he's gotten so much better and almost uh, he's damn near unstoppable at this point, right? He's like Thanos or something. Like mm-hmm. I think even with the best team that defense that, that the Raptors can play and Marcus Hall, you mentioned him, he's going to come back uh towards playoff time, right? Mm-hmm. Even then, I think there's no stopping Giannis. And uh, offensively, or defensively for the Raptors, there's there's nothing you can do. Nothing. Nothing. The second he gets in the paint, the you're team, done. Uh, again, I'm still looking at these stats, and the teams are pretty equal, especially on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee's leading the Raptors in average points by around 7. So mm-hmm. Raptors have 112.9, as to Milwaukee, 119.7. Mm-hmm. But then everything else is pretty equal, like rebounds... 45 to 51 assists 25 to 26 steals 8 to 7 blocks 4 to 6 but field goal field goal especially like a field goal 46 to 48 but free throw is 79 to 73 but this is why for me the raptors and the celtics and i've been saying this these are the only two teams i think with the bucks that can make it to the to the finals sixers i gave up on them and especially going back to Embiid. He's the only one size for size he can, who can go up against Giannis. And every time the Bucks play the Sixers, Joel looks like a pup. They're equivalent on defense, by the way. I'm, who? Uh, Toronto and Milwaukee. Toronto and Milwaukee. I'm They're not, equivalent. They're like a 
spitting image of each other. Yeah, because they're both like amazing mm-hmm. defensive teams. But uh, one team utilizes one player more, and the other team, which is Toronto, is a more collective effort. Yeah. Well, to me, like, look, so they're very similar, Bucks and Raptors, but I think at the end of the day, whoever has the best player wins. Yeah, that's, that's Raptors a had Kawhi, depends how you who coach, was the best though. player. Depends how you coach. Coach matters too. No, it, it, it matters. That's why I say is is good. Is it could be a tough series, but yeah. Giannis has gotten so much better and so much more unstoppable, damn near. That I don't think there's anything you can really do about it. I, and you're missing a, a very key yeah. defensive piece in Kawhi, who although there was a lot of team defense, I think where Kawhi really came in was down the stretch in those key moments. When you you have to stop him, you know you can put Kawhi. On Giannis. Especially a Brook Lopez on D, who's averaging 2.55 blocks. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Like he, he's an anchor on their defense. The, the, buck, the Bucks are they're, – they're literally the perfect team for Giannis. Like, yeah. he can come in, do his thing, and he literally has all the pieces. All the perfect pieces he needs around him are there. And, mm-hmm. again, that's what I don't, I don't think a lot of teams can beat the Bucks aside from the Raptors. Or the Celtics. And I think Celtics, just I'm saying the Celtics because offensively, I think they have so many pieces to move around. Yeah. And they have a lot of threats at damn near every position, but they don't have the size. Yeah. Put Taco Fall up there. Bring back Taco Fall. (laughs) Bring back my man. I'm telling you. Seven foot six. But for real, it it would be a travesty. Like, it it sucks that we only have two or three more minutes to talk about it, but like, the, the Celtics merit. A conversation like they're in this debate. I don't know why we don't talk about the Tatum. Celtics Tatum has jumped like, a level. We talked about it last week. Like all we star. mentioned it, right? The he Clippers versus Boston game right before the All Star break. To me, that's like I'm gonna have that in bold in like three years when he's like I don't want to jump the gun, but I think he will be a superstar eventually like, in this people league. People forget yeah. the Celtics that have game, two All Stars, and it's his defense. Like he yeah. can maybe maybe guard. Giannis, but like his defense is so underrated. Tatum is long and like he's averaging a steal and a block. I don't think he can guard Giannis. He can maybe, but he'll get you a bucket. No, but his defense is underrated. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yes. Brown too. Brown is a also. I'll put Brown on. I'll put Brown on Giannis though. But that's what. That's why the 76ers scare me too. Because like against anyone else, I'm not really worried. But Mm -hmm. like against the Bucks, think of all the people that he can get. Like that, they could throw at Giannis. They've got. Mm -hmm. Okay, Harris is the worst example, but they still have Horford, who he's having a bad year, but that's, that's still Horford. Doesn't Sixers, help you Sixers, Simmons, Simmons might size. be the best-sized guy, like, speed-wise, lateral but that's quickness. Why I'm, that's he why I'm can saying, guard Giannis. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying Philadelphia is a like marquee me matchup too, too. with Milwaukee. But just because they have else? size. But they've come short, yeah. especially Joel Embiid, every time they play the Bucks. But so, to me, I gave up on just, them already. Just in the playoffs period, they've been underachieving. That's Pretty why I give up on the Sixers. But, again, if, if they could actually, like, live up to their talent... That that'd be my pick for the 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 finals. Yeah, because their defensive potential. But I is gave like up on them a long time ago. They're soft. They're soft, honestly. Like mentally, mentally. Mm. So we got two minutes left. Any closing remarks you guys want to do? Um, About maybe this week coming. Uh, what you guys saw during the week? Like, what is it? What are, we, what are you trying to do? I'm just happy to watch basketball again. You know, like the, the the post All Star game break is always the most oh, brutal. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? What do you guys think about that uh, fourth quarter in the All Star game? They should do it every single year. Yeah, yeah. loved yeah. it. But it, that best All Star like, game 
ever. That was like a perfect case opinion. scenario, though. Like, it's it was, not always going to be like no, that. No, but they're like, getting really chippy yeah. at the end. Yeah. But that's exactly great. what I want to see. When I'm watching the All-Star game, you I want to see, see intensity. the best players play at their best. That's yeah. what fair I Fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's a fair assumption. Yeah. And it literally came down to the last shot, which, like, the league was perfect. Except it was a foul shot, though. But Yeah. I think they can fix, like, the first three quarters. But that oh, but that's still quarter, fun though. That's okay. Like you cool. have a little bit of fun, and but then that fourth quarter, now you got that 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 you, it has to stay. Yeah, it has to. Mm. Loved it. Well, on that note, <laughs> you're listening to the starting rotation on CJL 6090. We'll see you again next Friday at one to two. Uh, guys, have a great week, and I'll I'll see you for sure Monday or Tuesday there. But yes, we'll, sir. we'll we'll keep in touch. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ciao. Right. Ciao, everybody. You're listening to CJLO, 1690 AM.